football, right? I was talking with a friend the other day, and he was telling me that sometimes life is just tough. He was going through a difficult time, having a lot of questions, and, and he said to me, life, it, it's, just, it, it's just hard. And you know, while it's true that, that bad things happen to all of us, and, and th- things do get tough sometimes, they really do, and life can get really difficult, but the good part is the way we, we react to it is up to us. Because really, in life, we, we kind of make the call. The way we act and react is totally up to us. And you might be thinking, no, it's all up to God. It's not up to me. And, but the way you react is up to you. God doesn't make us like, I threaten my kids all the time when I'm taking them to school and they're, they're being loud in the car. I'll turn on the radio really loud and I'll say, if if you don't be quiet, I'm going to get out and do the robot in the carpool line, you know. <laughs> Come on, get out. Every day when I, they, they get loud, I tell them that. God doesn't make us robots. He doesn't make us do anything. He leaves our reactions up to us. So in that sense, we make the call. We make our own choices. You can choose to do your own thing. You can choose to get in relationships. You can choose to get out of relationships. You can choose to forgive people. You can choose to ask for people to forgive you. You have that choice. You can choose to live a life marked by rebellion. You can choose to live a life marked by devotion to God. It's your choice. It's your call. God made it that way because God is the God of choice. God wants us to choose. He didn't make us robots because he wants us to choose him of our own free will. The greatest thing God ever gave mankind was free will. Our ability to choose what we do. That lets God know who really loves him and who really doesn't care. We make the call. There's some folks coming down the aisles right now with Bibles. We're going to look at a couple of stories in Scripture as we start off this new series called You Make the Call. First Scripture I'm going to look at, just raise your hand and, and they'll pass the Bible over to you. If you don't have one, take one. If you forgot yours, take one. They're free. It's yours to keep. In Joshua 24, verse 15, Joshua said this to all the Israelite people. He said, but if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, 
Then choose for yourselves this day whom you're going to serve, whether the gods of your forefathers served beyond the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you're now living. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. So what he's saying is you can choose. He was telling all of God's people, you can choose who you're going to serve. God's not going to make you serve him. I'm not going to make you serve God. You make the choice. You make the call. And he said, but as for me, I'm choosing. My call is serving God. So whatever comes your way in life, whatever happens, good or bad, you make the call. You decide how you're going to react. There have been times in my life I've made some really, really good calls, some really great decisions. I mean, ones that I look back and think, wow, I didn't know I was that smart. I mean, great decision. One was, was marrying Cinda. Great decision. Great call on my part. You know, probably my best decision ever. I've made some really bad decisions too. Some really bad calls. Sometimes when I wish I could rewind life and go back and think, Man, I, I wish I could make that decision again. And we all do that. We make some calls that are really good and really smart and some calls that are really dumb, really stupid, and don't make any sense. Today we're starting this new series called You Make the Call. And over the next few weeks, I'm going to be talking about real life situations where you have to decide how you're going to react. You're going to have to decide going through life how you're going to react to things. Am I going to do this? Am I going to react in this way? Or am I going to react in this way? It's your call. And how do I know? How in the world do I know which one to make? The first call I'm going to talk about is interference. Interference. In a football game, interference is called when a player unfairly gets in the way of a play. A flag goes up, the whistle blows, and there's interference, and the game stops. In life, things can simply interfere with us. Things can get in the way of our plans. So what do we do when things get in the way when things interfere. Because I know you've got plans. We've all got them. We look at the future and think how we would like our life to play out and the steps we would like to take and where we would like to be. And then bam, out of nowhere comes something you never thought about that interferes with everything. Your job ends. You get mistreated by a friend. Somebody betrays you. You go to the doctor and you get a really bad report. Your spouse walks out on you, and all of these plans that you had, this direction you were going in, is all messed up and interfered with. Then you've got a call to make. And the call is, am I going to allow this thing that's happened to me make me a a bitter person or a better person? In the New Testament, there's a guy named Paul. He wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. And Paul lived with a plan, but he was constantly getting interference, day in and day out, interference. Things were constantly coming into his life, messing up what he wanted to do. His first plan was to just wipe Christianity off the face of the earth and kill all the Christians. That didn't work because he was converted to Christ, became a Christian. Then his plan was he was going to spread the news of Jesus Christ throughout the entire known world. He was going to travel. He was going to plant churches. He was going to preach and preach and make a difference. But he was constantly 
getting interruptions. Paul got snake bit. Paul got beat up. Paul got put in jail. Paul got arrested. Paul got kicked out of towns. Paul got lied to. Paul got lied about. Constantly there were interruptions and interferences coming into his life. And how did he react? He said, he he lived and he said, no matter what comes his way, no matter what happens in the future, it'll be okay. Because he knew ultimately, even though there were interruptions coming into his life, he knew whose ultimate plan he was trying to live out. That wasn't his plan. It was God's plan. As our children age, if you're like me, you, you, there's days where you're happy. It's like oh, three more years, five more years, whatever, they're gone. But there's also days that you're a little sad, that you know that life is going to be different, and each year that goes by, each grade level that goes by, they act a little different, they look a little different. And, and with our oldest daughter... I've always been able to just sit and have conversations, just sit and talk about anything. So yesterday we're sitting on her bed, she's reading and, and I'm talking to her and, and I said, you know, Molly, when, when, you, uh, when you get older, are we going to have conversations like this? And she goes, I don't know the future. You know, truth is we don't know the future. We don't know what's going to happen. We don't know what interferences are going to come our way. We're going to make big plans and they're going to get messed up and be interfered with. We don't know what's just around the corner. And when that happens, it's your call. You, you've got a call to make. You could give up. You could blame others. You could blame God. You could become angry. Or you could be doing this. Here's what I would write down in my notes right now. I would write, When things get in the way, I should be. And here's the first thing I should be. When things get in the way, when things interfere, I should be first planning. Planning for interruptions. Because nothing goes perfectly. Nothing ever goes exactly as planned. You know interruptions are coming, so anticipate it. Plan for it. Think about it. Expect interference in life. When it comes to planning, there's two types of people. There's the person that wants to plan out everything. They want to know what's coming second by second. They want to know where everything is. They want to know how everything's going to operate. They don't want to leave anything to chance. They want everything completely planned out. They even plan their moments of spontaneity. They put it on the schedule. This is my spontaneous day, and I'm going to be spontaneous and do something unplanned that day. There's that type of person. And you know, being that type of person, really, you know what that means? It means you really want to be in control. You want to be in control of everything. Then there's the other type of person. There's the type of person that lives their life by the seat of their pants. They don't know what's coming. They don't really care. They just go moment by moment. And, and, and they, don't even, they, don't even, they don't wear a watch. They don't carry a day planner. They don't, they don't do any of that. They just live moment by moment, just constantly reacting living their whole lives just reacting to things because they didn't plan one thing. If if living like that is being trying to be in control, living like this is irresponsible. So where we want to find ourselves is somewhere in the middle with a mix of both, with being a little bit flexible and understanding if I'm on this side, there are some things in life that are just going to be spontaneous. It's a lot more fun, trust me. Spontaneity is, is a blast. 
So these people have to learn, I need to be more spontaneous. I need to give in a little. I need to not try to be in control of every single thing. I need to just, just plan for that, just understand that's the way life goes. These people need to learn. There are things called clocks and obligations and schedules and, and things you have to keep. So the thing to be is just right in the middle. My wife and I got married. She was all the way over there, and I was all the way over here. Fourteen years later, we've both come to the middle, and it's a lot more fun. The thing is, we have to be flexible. We have to understand that in life, we've got to have some flexibility because unexpected things are going to come in and interfere. It's just going to mess up our plans. And if you don't like change, if you don't like things changing, if you like things to always stay the same, then you're not going to be a happy person because you haven't had to live long at all to know life changes a lot, doesn't it? All the time, change after change after change. It's never ending. I've never met a person who didn't like change but enjoyed life. Most of the time when people don't enjoy change, they don't enjoy life because that's what life is. So our goal in planning is to come to the middle and be flexible and understand that there's going to be interferences in our life we have no control over, that there's no way we can anticipate what they are, but just understand they're coming. And be flexible and be willing to change direction when we have to. The Apostle Paul had great plans. He had made all these plans to go and plant all these churches and things continually got in the way. People continually kicked his legs out from under him, but he kept on going. Listen to what he said in Philippians 4, verses 11 and 12. Not that I was ever in need, for I've learned how to get along happily, whether I have much or little. I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. I've learned the secret of living in every situation, whether it's with a full stomach or empty, whether with plenty or little. When Paul wrote these words, he was in a cold prison cell chained up. And he says, I've learned to be content, whatever comes my way. So when when, when he wound up in prison and didn't even deserve to be there, when his life got interfered with, he said, you know, I I, I know things are going to come out of the blue that I'm not even expecting. I know what it's like to be over here. I know what it's like to be over there. But I've learned that whether I'm over here or over there, the secret is finding contentment. The secret is being content in every situation. Another thing we can do, when things get in the way, we can be persistent. Be persistent. Don't don't give up. Realize that life is just going to have temporary setbacks. That those things are just coming. Did you know that Abraham Lincoln lost elections, had nervous breakdown, went broke, and still became president? Walt Disney was fired from his first job because they said he lacked creativity. Michael Jordan got cut from his junior high basketball team because he didn't have the skills to play with the other kids. Thomas Edison was called stupid and fit for nothing but menial labor by his teachers. But these people had something in them that said, nope, I'm going to persist. I've got a plan. And and in spite of these temporary setbacks, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep charging. I'm not going to stop. They didn't give up. And the interference didn't defeat them. So right now, think about your life. What's interfering? What's threatening? 
Are your finances taking a turn for the worse? Has something interfered with that? Is your marriage going down the tubes when you never thought it would be, when you thought you'd always have a healthy marriage and then all of a sudden something happens and it begins to go downhill? Did the doctor say something you really didn't want to hear? Did you lose a relationship you thought you would have forever? We've all got to deal with interferences. The question is, are we going to allow it to defeat us? Here's what Paul said in Philippians 3, verse 14. I strain to reach the end of the race and receive the prize for which God, through Jesus Christ, is calling me up to heaven. Living with persistence is like living with this stubbornness that refuses to give up, that says, I'm not stopping, I'm not quitting, I'm not going to give up. In spite of these temporary setbacks, I'm not going to be defeated. Things get in the way. Not only should I be planning and be persistent, I need to be patient. Here's what Paul said, had to say about patience. Colossians 1, verse 11 We also pray that you will be strengthened with his glorious power and that you will have all the patience and endurance you need and may you be filled with joy. Patience is really hard to get today. It's really hard to get this thing called patience because take out your cell phone. Probably half of you have a cell phone that says get it now on it, right? Get it right now. You don't have to wait. Get it now. If you like fast food, go through the drive-thru. Chick-fil-A, the best drive-thru. I just heard that on the news. Fastest drive-thru, except on Sundays. Takes a while to get through. But we don't want to, it's so hard to wait for things. And patience is just not something that our culture deals with very easily. It gets harder and harder to be simply patient. Because waiting, it just, it's, it's not always easy to wait When something happens in life where we know we have to wait, it gets tough, especially when we can have things just at the snap of a finger now. John Quincy Adams said this, patience and perseverance have a magical effect before which difficulties disappear and obstacles vanish. In Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31, it says, but those who wait on the Lord will find new strength. They will fly high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. Patience. God expects that. It's a fruit of the Holy Spirit. Being patient, learning how to wait. And when temporary setbacks come, when our life gets interfered with, God says, just wait, just be patient. Because he sees things we don't see. He knows things that we don't know. He knows what's coming next when we don't. If we knew every step that was coming next, why would we need faith? And life surely wouldn't be any fun if we knew what was coming around every corner. When things get in the way, I should also be praying. Praying. Paul, the man who dealt with interference after interference, was constantly being interrupted, constantly being thrown off course, said this, first. 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 17, three powerful words, keep on praying. I think if we assign that as a memory verse this week, everybody remember it? Three words, keep on praying, keep on praying. You may have never prayed before. You may have never sat in your car, in your house, anywhere, 
and spoken to God. You may have never done that. But there's power in it. There's power in praying and expressing to God your feelings. And if you don't know how to do that, we'd love to share with you how to pray. It's pretty simple. Every week you can go over, this week starting in Theater 4 instead of Theater 2, you can go over to Theater 4 and there's people there that will pray with you, that will help you learn how to pray, that'll talk to you, that'll, that'll listen to you and answer any questions that you might have. Without prayer, I will always do less than I could do. I will always gain less than I could gain. And I will always be less than I could be. Prayer is powerful. Even Oprah Winfrey thinks that. I don't know who she's praying to, but she has shows all the time about prayer. Prayer is powerful. Speaking to God from our hearts. Not just thinking it, but speaking to God from our hearts and allowing him to know how we feel. Prayer, you can't go wrong with it. So what do you do when you experience interference? You plan, realize that interference is just going to come your way. There's nothing you can do about it. It's coming, so plan and know that it's going to be there. Be flexible enough to, 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 to have some spontaneity in life and change course if you have to. Be persistent. Don't give up in spite of temporary setbacks. Be patient and realize that God is ultimately in control of every part of our lives, whether we know it, whether we feel it, whether we believe it, He is. And pray. Remember, it's your choice. You don't have to do any of these things, but when when life throws things at you, when, when things don't go the way you thought they would go, it's your choice. Do you plan, persist, be patient and pray, or do you just give in? In Malachi chapter 3, verse 3, it says this. God said, I sit as a refiner and purifier of silver. If you've ever heard this story of how a silversmith takes the ore and turns it into pure silver. It's an amazing story. He takes, takes the ore, he puts it in the flame, and he pulls it back out. He puts it in the flame, he pulls it back out. And he continues to do that till all the impurities are burned out. And the way he knows all the impurities are out of the silver is when he looks into it and he can see his reflection. And God says, I am a refiner of silver. I am a purifier of silver. But he's talking about us. So maybe maybe the interference is in my life not to upset me, not to make things difficult. Maybe the interference is in my life to refine me, to make me better, to make me more whole, to make me more like God because that's his desire from the moment he breathed life into human beings. His desire is that we would become more and more like him. So maybe these interferences, these temporary setbacks in our lives Maybe those are things that God allows in our lives to refine us. The question we have to ask ourselves is this. Am I going to let interference define me or am I going to let interference refine me? It's your call to make. 